Well, good evening. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Uh, We're going to go ahead and begin with our first song. So if you would join me in standing, we're going to sing At Calvary, uh, page 155 in the hymnal. If you want to look there or the words will be on the screen. I'm leading singing tonight, um, so you'll have to sing out because you do not want to hear me sing a solo. I promise you that will ruin your Wednesday. So, Uh, Page 155 at Calvary, we'll sing the first and the last verse of this wonderful hymn together. Here we are. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burden soul found liberty at Calvary. On the last, oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Well, thank you for singing out. That was great. I appreciate you helping me on that. Uh, Let's go ahead and begin with a word of prayer, and uh, we'll get started. Lord, thank you for all that you did for us at Calvary. And uh, Lord, we are going to be forever grateful for the sacrifice that you made there on the cross for us. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would encourage our hearts uh, tonight and that you be pleased with what we do with the message uh, that goes forth. I pray, Lord, that you'd be with our church family that couldn't be here tonight. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would encourage them. And uh, Lord, I ask that uh, you would just have your will and way during this hour. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, I want to make sure everybody got a bulletin tonight. Did everybody... Somebody here who did not get a bulletin, would you raise your hand? Okay, we have a couple over here, a couple escapees got in without getting one. So we'll get you guys one here. Uh, We'll start here with our uh, monthly memory verse, uh, Psalm 119.2. We've been learning this throughout the month. Uh, If you are here and you would like to quote it, would you? All right, we have a taker back here. Or is she looking for a bulletin? She's, she's looking for a bulletin. I'm looking for people willing to, ready to quote the verse. <laughs> so <laughs> it almost worked. It almost worked. All right. But we do have a taker. Yes. Amen. And, and sir, can you remind us when your birthday is? 
cool people have birthdays on September 22nd. So Brother Bryce and I share a birthday. Uh, he's much older than me, of course. No, actually quite a bit the opposite there. I just lied in church. Not a good idea. Um, uh, anybody else have the, the verse memorized? would like to quote it tonight. Okay, well, let's go ahead and say it all together then. Uh, ready, begin. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Psalm 119.2. Amen. And that is a tremendous uh, verse, a short one, but uh, blessed, happy are they that keep his testimonies. Blessed are those that seek him with the whole heart, not just half our heart, but the whole heart. And that is the encouragement of the month. All right, some uh, upcoming events that I just want to uh, briefly mention. Uh, we do have a couple activities coming up this Saturday. We have a youth activity, and that is going to be a blast for the teens. And uh, there's others involved in that too. And uh, Brother Blake wanted me to mention right after the service tonight, I'm going to try to plan to go just a little over an hour tonight, and that's about it, in order to give time for him to meet with everybody uh, who he's already spoken to about the youth activity so uh, just a reminder, after church, we'll just kind of meet in here. He'll uh, kind of go over the details uh, a little bit more. That way he doesn't have to have 14 meetings. He can just have one, and uh, that'll be a little more efficient. So that'll be tonight right afterwards for everybody involved in that. Then the Gap Dinner, uh, this is for everybody uh, ages 30 to 55. Uh, we're going to be meeting at Alfredo's Mexican Cafe uh, here and more. Um, and uh, we do have a sign-up sheet, and several have already signed up. If you would like to come to that, please do sign up so that we know how many uh, spots to reserve for that. Then this Sunday, uh, we'll be having our uh, fourth Sunday fellowship meal. Typically, it's a fifth Sunday, but we'll be doing it on the fourth this month, and uh, no evening service, and again, all the, all the food and drinks will all be provided. You just need to come with an appetite and a friend. Feel free to bring a friend. There'll be plenty of food. Um, and that'll be a, a great time together. And uh, right afterwards, we'll have a brief devotional and then be dismissed. And again, that will be done for the day at that point. Uh, a week from tonight, we'll be having uh, Brother Caleb McCollum. He's, our, he's a missionary to Germany who we support prayer only at this, moment, at this point. Uh, but um, anyway, he'll be here next Wednesday uh, presenting and giving a report on his ministry uh, there in Germany and uh, preaching for us. And uh, I'm looking forward to... I knew him from back when I was in college. His family uh, was members of the church there, and uh, I got to, uh, his dad and I served together a little bit while I was in Bible college, and so I, I do know Caleb, and I'm looking forward to kind of catching up a little bit with him and kind of reconnecting personally. Um, and then two weeks from tonight, we'll be having our men and ladies Bible study, uh, and we'll give you a little heads up on what to read in preparation for that probably this Sunday. Uh, but that is uh, coming up. And then a couple things, October 17th, Ladies' Brunch. Um, my wife is putting together a plan for that, and it's going to be a wonderful time for the ladies to get together. There's been several different ladies' activities that have tried to happen uh, but ended up getting canceled because of COVID, but uh, we do plan to move forward with this one, Lord willing. And then Old Fashioned Sunday is on October 18th. Uh, that's going to be a fun day as we uh, gather together and uh, have some special things. We'll tell you a little more details as we get closer. But So those are the announcements that I wanted to cover. Um, what we're going to do at this time is have Brother Tom come and uh, read our missionary letter for uh, our, the week. 
and uh, I believe it's the Salmon family, uh, our missionaries to Thailand. And so, Brother Tom, if you would uh, come and read that and then have a word of prayer for okay, them as well. Okay, thank you. I'm going to try to read it. Um, let's see, it's from Shane and Katie. Sam, Sal, I have a hard time with their name, Salmon. And the first thing that, that I noticed about the letter was he talks a lot about COVID, and he has the most positive outlook about COVID of any letter that I've read. He has really, well, how do you say this? He's enjoyed COVID. <laughs> uh, it has really opened up a lot of doors for him. Uh, the opportunities from COVID-19. He was able to preach in Thailand and Wales while at the same time being in person at his home church, which is Cherry Street Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri, and working there while they're waiting on paperwork to go back to Thailand. Um, in their church in Thailand, oh, while, while here they were also able to send out children's videos and, uh, and updates as a family. He also spoke at a church camp at Beacon Baptist Church Camp, and uh, the sermon that he preached was, you will really like it. I'll give you the outline here. The theme of the Sunday of the camp was Beyond Borders, and it's beyond the borders of your life, yourself, your friends, your plans, and your country. And I know they had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun. In, that, in those services, I'm sure. Uh, he also continue, continues to teach his Thai Sunday school class while he's here in the States. They've had, uh, they've had a lot of new visitors in Thailand coming to the church during this time, and they've had one saved during this time that the letter... Now, he sent this letter out. It was for... Uh, May, June, July, it was a July letter. We received it in, in August. He's, he updates us on the visa, but the visa, as of this point, I'm not sure where he's at because this is kind of outdated as, as it was sent out in August, the first of August. But at that time, they were hoping and praying that they would get their visa in one to two months, maybe three months, and that that the hang-up on that has been the COVID-19. And uh, then he says, thank you very much, and, and I know he appreciates our prayers for him. And, and uh, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer for the Salmon family at this time. Our Father, we thank you so much for the blessings that you've given us, and Lord, for the good letter that we received from Shane. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless his ministry and Lord, thank you for his outlook during this time uh, that uh, everybody's kind of locked down and not free to move around and, and how it's messed him up in going back to the field. Lord, I pray that you will speed up the visa process, Lord, so that he can get back to the field as soon as possible. Lord, I pray that you'll continue to bless his work through the uh, through the media and, and through the social medias and, and by him preaching from here in the States, to the Thai people and to the people in Wales. Lord, I pray your special blessings upon the church there in Thailand, that you will bless it, 
Help it to continue to grow and be strong. Help them, Lord, to be soul winners for your name. For it's in Christ's name we ask these things. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tom. And uh, it's great to have uh, the McDonald's here, and I appreciate their faithfulness uh, for the Lord. And uh, it's also great to have the Stinos here. And uh, tonight uh, is Miss Catherine's debut on the ca- on the piano, and uh, she's doing a great job. And uh, we're going to do one more song together, uh, page 164 in your hymnal, uh, Nothing But the Blood. And uh, if you would join me in standing as we sing these, the first and the last of this song, Nothing But the Blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No. on the last this is all my hope and peace nothing but the blood of Jesus this is all my righteousness nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow Amen. While you're standing, if you would take your Bible and uh, turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Thank you very much, Mrs. Stino. You did a great job. Sorry you didn't have a good song leader. death. I will fear no evil. There's the microphone. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That was my fault. Um, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And uh, let's pray together one more time. Lord, I thank you for 
uh, allowing us to gather together on this Wednesday night, right in the middle of the week. Uh, Lord, I thank you for all that you've already done this week, and uh, I pray, Lord, that right here tonight, that you might use your word to encourage us, to draw us closer to you, to draw us closer to our shepherd. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you would um, help us, Lord, to apply what we need to. Lord, as the Holy Spirit begins to pinpoint things in our own life, I pray that uh, we would make decisions and uh, be doers of the word and uh, not just hearers only. And uh, we'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, so tonight we are continuing our series, uh, Comfort in the Crisis. And perhaps there is no psalm more comforting than the 23rd Psalm. Uh, this is arguably one of the most beloved chapters in the entire Bible. If I were to ask you what, your, what the most famous verse of the Bible, probably most of us would say John 3.16. If I were to say, what is the most famous chapter of the Bible, probably most of us would say Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. Uh, I remember as a boy, as I was, I've shared my testimony on how I became a Christian and I was involved in Royal Rangers. It was a Christian uh, club for boys that uh, we had to learn survival stuff, but in conjunction with that, uh, we had to learn spiritual things as well. And uh, do certain things like memorize John 3, 16, 17, and 18, and memorize the 23rd Psalm. And I remember enjoying that while it was not easy for my young brain to do, and it's still not easy for me to do a lot of memorization, but uh, I, I remember enjoying learning this particular uh, psalm. Now, this pearl of all psalms uh, has dried many tears and supplied the mold into which many hearts have poured their peaceful faith. Millions have memorized this passage, and uh, as a pastor, I frequently turn here to help those, uh, help comfort those going through trials and tribulations. Um, I've uh, read this passage in hospital rooms. I've read this at gravesides. Um, this is a, a very special passage of Scripture, to be sure. Um, it is a poem, someone said, with no peer and has been called the sweetest psalm ever written. Abraham Lincoln uh, used to read it to cure his blues. And uh, if you might recall, President Bush read it publicly to calm our nation's fears after 9-11. Uh, so we would, could call this the psalm that calms the soul. Now, the main character of this psalm is the Lord, of course, uh, the Good Shepherd. And uh, not only is he the Good Shepherd, but according to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 20, uh, he is also named the Great Shepherd. Here's what Hebrews 13, 20 says. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that Great Shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So he is the good shepherd. He is the great shepherd. Now, why is the Lord the good shepherd? And uh, I want to look at this psalm and uh, learn three reasons why the Lord is indeed the good shepherd. And so a lot of this is familiar. Again, most of us have heard several messages on uh, the 23rd Psalm, but uh, perhaps you need it uh, to hear it again tonight. And so, uh, why is the Lord the good shepherd? Well, from Psalm 23, three reasons. First of all, uh, the shepherd provides, because the shepherd provides. 
And uh, the Good Shepherd does provide a lot for us. Uh, what does the shepherd provide us? Well, in verses 1 through 3, we find at least four uh, provisions of the Lord that he gives to his sheep. Now, what does he give us? First of all, I want us to see that he gives us a relationship. Verse number 1 really kind of talks about that relationship that uh, he gives us, he provides for us. Verse 1 says, the Lord is... There's a little two-letter word that starts with M and ends with Y. What is that word? My. I spelled it for you. I know that was pretty cool of me and pretty nice of me. But the Lord is my shepherd. And you see the relationship that David had with uh, the Lord there. Now this psalm that we read often and and, uh, hear often, is actually technically, theologically, not for everyone. Uh, I know that it can comfort people as they hear it, uh, saved and unsaved alike, but the truth of the matter is, the reality of this psalm only applies to sheep, to the Lord's sheep, to those within His flock. Uh, That's the only uh, people that this particular psalm really applies to. Um, So it only applies to you if you are a sheep of the Good Shepherd. And the Good Shepherd, by the way, went to great lengths to make it possible for you to have a relationship with the Good Shepherd, didn't he? John 10 and verse 11 tells us this. Jesus here, the Good Shepherd, the Great Shepherd, uh, says this. I am the Good Shepherd, Jesus said. The Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So he went so far as to lay down his entire life on the cross of Calvary so that you and I could have a relationship with God. Outside of what Jesus did there, you and I would have zero hope. But because he was willing to give his life for the sheep, you and I could be part of his flock, and we could, like David say, the Lord is my shepherd. And so the question for all of us is, This evening, is the Lord your shepherd? Um, He is mine. Am I, the the distance that I am with the shepherd may may change from day to day, right? Uh, But the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not always a really obedient sheep, but he is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Has there been a time in your life when you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone for your salvation? If not, this this psalm, the rest of what we're going to talk about tonight, does not apply to you. This only applies, and the promises we're going to look at all apply only to those within His flock, to the sheep that are in His fold. Well, because of this relationship that I have, that He has made possible... um, The psalmist said here, David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, of course, David uh, knew what it was like to be a shepherd, didn't he? Uh, Before he was anointed to be king of Israel, the next king of Israel, uh, Samuel went to go anoint the next king, went to Jesse's house by the order of the Lord, and he gets to Jesse's house and he's looking at all the different brother or the sons of Jesse and and uh, he says maybe the the oldest Eliab because boy he sure looks like 
uh, he could be the one. And the Lord said, nope, I've refused him. So he went and looked at all the other sons and, and nobody uh, was going to be the next king. And he said, Jesse, do you have any other sons? And he's like, well, I do have a runt kid back out in the field tending to sheep. Uh, no one else could do it. No one else wanted to do it. No one else uh, wanted to stoop that low. But David was out there tending the sheep. And because of that, we have Psalm 23. And uh, so he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And, and he understood what it was uh, like to be a shepherd. He also understood what it was like to be a sheep because he spent so much time with them. And he likened himself and all of us uh, to this animal called a sheep. And, uh, well, the Lord is my shepherd, and because of that relationship, I shall not want. You see, I can be content because the Lord is my shepherd, and then I know that he's going to take care of me. He's the perfect shepherd. Human shepherds of actual sheep fail from time to time. And, uh, but God, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, never fails. And so he's going to completely and totally take care of me. And as a result, I can trust him. Now, this doesn't mean that I'll, have, I'll never have any hardships. Um, we're going to see later in this particular psalm, we're not always going to be you know, on the mountaintop. Sometimes we're going to be in the valley. Uh, but uh, the Lord is with us when we are. And uh, he's the great shepherd that takes care of us. But this does mean that he'll take care of us each step of the way. I like what Psalm 68 in verse number 19 says, Psalm 68, 19 says this, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Uh, he said this, the psalmist did, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us. You know, it's like another d delivery. I remember working at Staples, the office superstore, when I was in Bible college. And we would, you know, we would get a delivery and we'd get it all stocked up. And then sometimes the inventory system back in those days wasn't always 100% right. So uh, when the next delivery came, it was like double. And now we have to figure out where to put all this stuff. Well, every day God gives us a delivery. He, he delivers and loads us with what he, what he calls benefits. So every day uh, God loads us down with benefits. And as a result... I shall not want. God doesn't want us to walk around going, uh, you know, I want this, I want that, I want that. He wants us to be content with him and the relationship we have with him. I read about a, a young man who got nervous when he was reciting this particular psalm, Psalm 23. And when he got to this first verse, um, he said this, The Lord is my shepherd, I should not worry. And uh, he, he may have gotten the exact words wrong, but did he get the meaning right on that? He sure did. See, we're, we're not supposed to walk around worrying and going, oh, oh great, how is this need going to be taken care of? Hey, look, if God's your shepherd, you have really nothing to worry about. I mean, you have God on your side, and he's going to take care of his sheep. He never fails. By the way, he promises to provide all of our needs, not necessarily all of our greeds, right? And uh, we sometimes uh, have greeds that we're like, hey, God didn't provide for that, so he's not really taking care of me. Uh, actually, 
The Lord knows what's best for all of us, and, and maybe he feels like it's best if we don't have what we were greeting. And uh, I know that's been true in my own life. And when he said no, it's been for my benefit. It's for my good. So uh, he provides, first of all, this relationship. The Lord is my shepherd, and what a wonderful uh, statement that is. And I hope that tonight you can say that, and if not, I hope that by the end of tonight, before you leave this property, that you take care of that and be able to say that uh, sincerely. And then as a result of that, boy, we have nothing. Uh, or God's going to take care of us. He's going to meet all of our needs, and, and that's a tremendous blessing. So we see, first of all, uh, he provides a relationship, but then secondly, he also provides rest. He provides rest. In verse number two, uh, David says here, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Um, Notice here in verse 2, he says, he makes me to lie down in green. How many of you like to be busy and you're just kind of always doing something? How many of you are like that? Okay, a couple of you. Thank you for paying attention, a couple of you. Um, So, you know, some of us just like to be busy and like to have things to do. And uh, sometimes we need to be forced or made to lie down to rest, to take a time out, right? Because sometimes we get so involved in in what we're doing and we kind of think we just need to stay busy and we think that busyness equals maybe spirituality or productivity and and that isn't always the case. Uh, I was reading about, uh, in studying for this, I was kind of, there's a book that... uh, uh, named by Philip Keller, and some of you may know this book, and it was, uh, he was a shepherd, an actual shepherd of sheep for a good chunk of his days, and he wrote uh, from his perspective uh, a look of Psalm 23, and he was saying this, a sheep cannot properly, properly digest their food unless they lie down, unless they take a time out, take a nap. This is my proof text for taking naps. Um, so, uh, but he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and, uh, those sheep need to rest. They need to stop. And you know what? As believers, we need to do the same thing too. Psalm 46 and verse number 10, the psalmist said, be still and know that I'm God. Too many of us are too busy to do that. I've been thinking about, um, I don't want to steal thunder from a future message that I'm going to bring on Mary and Martha. Do you remember that story in Luke chapter number, uh, I believe, 10? When, uh, when, when Jesus is in their presence and, and Mary's found sitting at the feet of Christ, listening to his words, and, and Martha is so busy. You know that busyness led to a critical spirit. She was critical towards her sister Mary, but it was, she was also critical to the Lord, too, wasn't she? When she said, Carest not thou that I serve alone? Bid her, therefore, to help serve me. So she was critical towards her sister and toward the Lord. And if we're not careful and we don't take this time to rest, and to be still and know that we're God, that He is God, um, then we're likely to fall into the same trap that Martha fell into. And so rest, and that he provides that rest for us. And sometimes he'll uh, slow us down one way or another to make us lie down, to make us pause. Uh, 
sometimes he'll allow a sickness to come into our life. And uh, nobody likes to be sick. But honestly, sickness sometimes is a healthy thing for us to stop and uh, know that he is God. Uh, this whole COVID shutdown, this, well, I should just say 2020, okay, uh, has caused uh, many people to be still and know that he's God. You know, I know that this, this year has been bonkers, and that's, there, there, I really don't know if there is a word that describes 2020 other than just 2020. That's going to become the new adjective, uh, right? But uh, this year has been bonkers. But in spite of it all, I hope that you as a believer have taken some time to slow down, to be still, and then to know he is God, to know that he is still on the throne, even though this world is a-changing, even though everything's kind of out of nor there, there is no normal anymore, uh, but God is still on the throne. And so he'll use all kinds of things. He'll use sickness, this COVID situation, he, canceled plans. You know, you have plans to do something, and then, oh, well, those just got canceled. Um, opportunity for us to be still and know that He is God. And uh, rest, of course, I think of Matthew 11 and verse 28, when Jesus said this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Are you feeling like, man, I'm just overworked and I'm burdened down? If that's you... Christ invites you to come to him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, he, uh, the great shepherd, has said to us, um, Come unto me and I'll give you rest. And, and that's a picture here of what he says in verse number two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, but then he also leads me beside the still waters. And uh, I was reading about how uh, sheep don't like to drink from waters that are really busy waters. They like to drink from still waters. And the Lord knows what we need. He knows and he knows if we need... Uh, a victory, if we if, or if we need a trial, he knows it all, and uh, he uh, takes us through and leads us to where we need to go, and that's that's a blessing. So he provides a relationship, and he provides rest, but then he also provides in verse number three restoration. Restoration in verse number three says he restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. Uh, this basically means that he can revive us. He can uh, bring us back to a place where we can serve the Lord in a place of uh, right spirit and right soul. I mentioned Philip Keller a moment ago, and uh, he recounted his time as a shepherd and, and, and kind of gives us a little insight as to what this meant here. See, several sheep in his care uh, when he was a shepherd would, would fall over, uh, whether they would trip or I don't know if they just somehow they would fall over, and uh, as a result of that, they would struggle to get up. Sometimes they would be on their back, and they would kind of flail their legs to try to get up, but unable to do it on their own. And so these, uh, it, it would actually take the shepherd to come up, uh, to come over and help them 
uh, up, and then they would soon be restored to who they were as a sheep. They would, they would have peace again. They would have uh, a focus again. They would have, uh, everything was right again. And uh, that can all happen to us too, right? When we fall, when we slip up, when we uh, do something we wish we didn't do. And uh, we kind of start flailing and going, oh no, where, what's going to happen to me? Well, the, the shepherd can come and pick us back up again and restore our soul. And uh, I, I praise the Lord for how he has restored my soul uh, in times of uh, difficulty, when I was discouraged, when I was uh, feeling defeat, or when I was uh, involved in maybe some sin and, and came out of that. And the Lord was able to restore my soul, and he is able to do that with you as well. So he provides restoration, and then he also re- provides righteousness. Again, in verse number three, he restoreth my soul, and then he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, all of us, and we've been likened to sheep many times in the word of God. I think of Isaiah chapter 53 where it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. You see, we all like to go our own way and to do our own thing, to do that which is right in our own eyes. All of us do. We like to live the comfortable way. We like to follow our old habits, and we like to be in our own ruts. And this is what the sheep would do. They would kind of, you know, know one feeding ground, and then they would go to that feeding ground and just keep eating and keep eating and keep eating. Well, the shepherd would then go and say, actually, no, we, we got to move on to a different uh, pasture. We need to go somewhere else so that you don't exhaust this, so we can come back here later. But the sheep just like to kind of go through the motions and do the old things. And uh, that describes all of us, though, too, doesn't it? Uh, we like to kind of go back to what we're used to in our old life, maybe. And, and, uh, and the Lord says, no, we need to go somewhere else. We need to go on the paths of righteousness. See, the wise shepherd will guide us in the right paths and the paths of righteousness. So he provides many things for us. And that's why he is the good shepherd. He provides a relationship. He provides rest. He provides restoration and righteousness. And then not only does the shepherd provide, but the shepherd also protects. The shepherd also protects. In verse number four, he goes into this idea of protection. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they... They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Now there's a really interesting change uh, that takes place in this psalm when David gets to verse number 4. In verses 1 through 3, when David's talking about the Lord, he's referring to God in the third person. See, in verse number 1, uh, well, really, verses 2 and 3, uh, talking about the Lord. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So all third person. But then in verse number 4, all of a sudden, things change. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou 
art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. See, David switches uh, to the second person singular in verses 4 and 5. See, he's no longer talking about the shepherd. In verses 4 and 5, he's talking to the shepherd. See, that's a big difference, isn't it? Now, how does the shepherd protect us? Well, he, he protects us by granting us uh, four very important things here. First of all, he provides us peace. Peace. In verse number four, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Even though I'm walking through this difficult valley, even though I'm going through a difficult time, I'm going to fear no evil because... He has granted us this peace that only He can give. We don't have to fear because He alone can give peace, true, true peace. Because remember, He is the Prince of Peace. Now notice that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't have to stay there. Aren't you glad for that? You see, we must keep walking. Through the blackness, there is brightness. Through the gloom, there is glory. In one sense, the shadow of something is more ominous than what it represents. And on the other hand, the shadow of a dog cannot bite us. The shadow of death cannot harm us if we stay close to the shepherd. When there is a shadow, there must be light somewhere. right? It's not just pure blackness. There's a shadow there which indicates there's light. And uh, even when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, it's still, there's still light there. As believers, there's always light, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, as we uh, say. Do you see the light? <laughs> you know? um, the, the idea is that death, while it seems dark for the believer, there's actually a lot of light once you pass from this life to the next. It's actually a blessing to experience death as a believer. And not something that I want to experience tonight. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right? It's not something that I want to go through right now. But as Paul said, to die is gain. Uh, it's a blessing to pass from this life to the next because what lies beyond this life is perfect. It's wonderful. It's glorious. It's beyond words. And so there is light, and as a result, we can have peace. We can have peace because Christ has removed the sting of death. In Corinthians, Paul said this, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Because Christ has removed it. I'm so thankful that he has. And as a result, even though we go through difficult things, even in death, we can have peace. I know, easy to say, but God has given peace. I've seen it many times in my life of people who were on death's doorstep as believers and they had a peace that is indescribable. God's given them what David wrote about here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So he gives them a peace and he gives us peace as part of the protection here. But then he also uh, gives us his presence in verse number four, 
He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And really, I mean, I'll just share the story with you. Uh, this, this late afternoon, I, I met somebody uh, to purchase something off of uh, Facebook Marketplace. And it happened to be a, a lady that was selling it. And so I, I, I met her, and uh, she brought I, what I guess is her boyfriend, and the boyfriend was pretty built. Let's just say that. I mean, not as built as me, of course, but uh, no, he was, you could tell this guy worked out, and he mentioned the word Jim a couple times. That wasn't his name. It's where he goes, <laughs> okay? And, uh, you know, he, he was just kind of trying to say, you know, hey, you try anything, any funny business around this lady, you know, I, I've got her back. And, of course, you know, I wasn't thinking about any of that. But then I, after I left, I was like, that guy was there, and uh, he, had, he had a muscle shirt on. And uh, just to try to, like, intimidate whoever was there, you know. So to make her feel a little more comfortable, right? Well, guess what? For those of us who go through this life as sheep of the good shepherd, we have him with us as well. Talk about a bodyguard. Talk about security. Um, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow, I'm not going to fear an evil because of your presence. You're with me. You promise to never leave me nor forsake me. And no one in this universe is stronger than him. And so, therefore, I don't have to fear anything. And that's a, that's a true blessing right there. That uh, whole story wasn't in my notes. But anyway, uh, I just thought about that on the way home. I was like, you know, I think she brought him to just kind of be her bodyguard. And that was, that was a smart move on her part. Um, but, you know, as a believer, I have the Lord with me, and he's, uh, no one can take him down. And so he uh, protects us through his presence, but then he also protects us through his preparation. And in uh, verse number five, uh, I'm going to kind of skip, well, let me not skip over this. Uh, thy, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Um, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me as, as, a, as a sheep. Um, thinking about a shepherd, shepherd's staff um, would oftentimes be used to pull that sheep back into the fold as they begin to wander off. Now, did that feel good to the sheep? No, but at the same time, they knew that as a result of them being pulled back into the fold, their needs were then met. And they were away from danger. And the rod well, oftentimes they would, uh, the shepherds would use that rod to fight off uh, wolves and, and uh, predators that would try to get to uh, the sheep. And the Lord uses those rod and, thy, and his staff to protect the sheep. And as a result, the, the David said, hey, they, when I see those, they comfort me. They don't always feel good, but they actually comfort me. To know that God cares, to, God, to know that the shepherd cares enough for me to try to keep me in the fold, to know that he'll go after me even if I'm the only one out of a hundred. He'll leave the 99 and go after me to try to get me. So that, that was a comfort to him as well. But yeah, on to preparation in verse number five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And there's a, there's a lot more that we could say. I mean, this... 
This whole, this whole psalm could be turned into a very lengthy series, uh, but uh, we're going to just kind of skip through some of this stuff, and uh, maybe one day I will do a series on, on this psalm. But thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Um, again, as these shepherds would lead these sheep um, around, there were predators around, there were enemies who would maybe want to steal sheep for their flock, and uh, in spite of all of the danger that's around, the shepherd would still be able then to prepare a table, to prepare uh, a place of eating. And the Lord can do that as well. I mean, we are in the presence of tremendous spiritual enemies, aren't we? But God still allows us to gather together and eat at his table. And it is a blessing, and he protects us in that way. But then, uh, fourthly here, he also protects us through Prevention, preventative protection. Again, in verse number five, uh, thou anointest my head with oil. And there's a, there's a lot of information on that that you could read. And I would invite you and encourage you to go and, and research this. There is, it's a beautiful study, studying this, this psalm. And uh, there's no way I could cover all this material in one, in one message, but... Um, there's, there's a few reasons why shepherds would anoint the head of the sheep with oil. Uh, one of them is because, well, we know this here in Oklahoma, when the summer comes, so do the bugs, right? The mosquitoes and the, uh, the flies and the, um, how come I can't remember the name of the thing that makes really bad noises? That's the one. What'd you say? Cicada. Cicada. That's what it is. Cicada. Thank you. So all of those, they, they come out in the summertime. Uh, well, in, uh, in Israel, in ancient Israel, during the summertime, the insects would come out again. And, and insects were an, a legitimate problem for shepherds. Um, because sometimes there would be these uh, flies that would land on the the, the membrane of the nose of that, of that sheep would lay eggs there. Those, those, those eggs would, would hatch and the larvae would go inside the nose. Kind of gross, I know. And then they would uh, begin to cause all kinds of infections and, and uh, even cause blindness in some of the sheep. It, it was a real problem. And so what these shepherds would do is they would anoint uh, the head with oil, and that would alleviate so much of their problems. I mean, it would repel these insects from them. And, uh, I mean, it was the first, I guess, official bug off or, or deet or whatever it was. Um, but they would use this oil to anoint these sheep. And uh, as a result, they had a lot of relief from the anguish, what would end up happening after all these infections would fester, they would end up, these sheep would bang their head against rocks to try to get this infection out of their head. And some of them would even do it to the point where they would uh, take their own life. And uh, I mean, and there, and there is a spiritual application there as well, because uh, when he anoints us it, it, with, with this oil, it... it and he anoints us with the Holy Spirit. The, the oil here is a picture of the Holy Spirit. When he does that, it's a preventative from us going into sin and ruining our own life. 
See, when, when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, he convicts us of sin and warns us against sin. And when we're getting close to sin, he, 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 we, you, you know, if you're saved, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, that, that anointing prevents us from allowing sin to get inside us, to ruin us, and to cause all kinds of problems. So this preventative uh, uh, oil, this preventative uh, anointing with oil, uh, helps us to do that. It also prevented conflict too. See, some of these, uh, some of these sheep and, and rams in particular would get, would get competitive, especially as they began to fight over, over the, uh, the female sheep, the ewes. And uh, so they would uh, butt heads against each other. And when they would, the, the shepherd would anoint those heads with oil, when they hit heads, it would cause them to slip apart. And otherwise, they would kind of get all mangled up and, and cause some serious damage. And of course, the, uh, the idea there is that uh, we as believers get along with one another. Fellow sheep don't get too uh, conflicted with one another. And uh, when he, when the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, we're going to get along with one another and not cause serious damage. But then also, this oil would be used to heal the wounds that would be incurred in the lives of these sheep. As just being sheep, um, they're going to experience some hurts and wounds as they uh, carry on. And uh, these, this oil would help uh, solve that. And, uh, you know, we, we as believers, as we live in this world, we're going to get hurt. We're going to have some scars. We're going to be wounded. And the Holy Spirit's then able to uh, help us heal from all of that. So this prevention that, uh, uh, that the Lord uses to protect us is, is a tremendous blessing. So we see the protection of the shepherd. But then thirdly here, why is the good shepherd the good shepherd? Because he provides, because he protects, and also because he promises. In uh, verse number five, the last four words of that um, verse tells us one of the promises that he gives us. And that is, David said, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. And so he mentions two promises that he's thankful for that the shepherd gives. First of all, the promise that uh, the Lord would help for today, would give us help for today. He said, my cup runneth over. I remember memorizing this as a young man, and I remember getting to this point and kind of laughing, kind of thinking that was funny that the cup runs over, you know? Like when you're pouring milk in a cup and you just keep pouring when the cup is full and just to see it fall on the ground. I just thought that was kind of funny, but that is a tremendous picture of God saying uh, our, our cup is just overflowing with his goodness, with his provision, with his blessings in our lives. It's healthy for us, not just in November, but on a regular basis to count our blessings and to name them one by one. And, and it will surprise us what the Lord has done, right? And you'll see that your cup indeed runneth over as well. I know that sometimes it's easy to focus on the blisters, but it's important for us to get our eyes off of our blisters and onto the blessings, and then we'll see that, like David said, hey, my cup runneth over too. There's a song that 
um, the chorus of this particular song says this, His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. And see, that is a picture of the Lord as He just continues to bless us. And, and as I said at the beginning, He daily loadeth us with blessings, with benefits. And uh, so He helps us uh, for today. And, and hopefully uh, we have a contentment and an appreciation for the fact that our cup indeed runs over. So He gives us and He promises us help for today, but then He also promises hope for tomorrow. In uh, verse number 6, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we are promised here, God promises, that goodness and mercy will escort us through this life. We don't see them, but they're there nonetheless, and they're going to be with us, uh, as he says, all the days of my life. What does goodness do? Goodness takes care of my steps. It, it gives direction and provision for each step that I take. And should I stumble? Because I probably will. Because I'm me. <laughs> and you're you, right? We're sheep. We're going to go astray. We're going to stumble. Uh, and that's where mercy comes in. And see, mercy is there uh, to take care of my stumbles. And I'm so grateful for that promise there. And then one day as we pass from this life into the next, as believers, we have the assurance that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heaven is a wonderful place. It's filled with glory and grace. It's a place with matchless beauty and wonder. It's a place where there is no more pain. It's a place with... No more doctors, no more cancer, no more heartache, no more bills, amen? <laughs> no more mortgage, no more taxes, no more drama, no more suffering, no more stress, no more disappointment, no more masks or social distancing, no more COVID, no more elections, no more night and no more tears. And this is the promise for those who have repented and believed on Christ and are part of his fold. So the question for you tonight again is, is the Lord your shepherd? And for those of us who would say yes, then the question is, how close are you to the shepherd? Or has there been some straying and some wandering away? Maybe tonight it's time for you to come back to the shepherd. In the late 1800s, entertainment consisted of traveling groups of actors who went from town to town. Well, one such actor went to a small Midwestern town. The town hall was packed and the audience was wildly enthusiastic as the orator recited passages from great plays and poems and literature. Well, at the end of the performance, they shouted for more. The actor agreed to take a, a few requests. Well, immediately a hand shot up from an older man with a weather-beaten face. Sir, w would you, could you 
recite the 23rd Psalm, please? The actor thought for a moment and then said, I'll do it, but on one condition. After I've finished, you're going to come up and recite it as well. Well, the old man was puzzled, but eventually agreed to do it. Well, the actor began, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as he continued, he infused the words with all the tricks of, of his art. One by one, the phrases known and loved by all just rolled off his tongue. And when all the words of the sweet psalm were delivered with this beautiful relish, the, the, the audience gave the actor yet another enthusiastic ovation. Well, then the man who had requested the psalm came up. It was his turn. His face was not handsome. And no, this isn't me. Uh, his voice was thick and uncultured. But yet, as he began to speak, his face started to glow. And, and love almost leapt from his mouth as he quoted, his, quoted these words. And when he concluded, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The only sound in the room was of people crying. The silence was finally broken when the actor stepped forward and said, Now you know why I wanted him to follow me. You see, I know the psalm, but he, he knows the shepherd. And so the question for us is not whether you know the psalm or not, but whether you know the shepherd or not. And so tonight, do you? And if you do, it's time to maybe take a step closer to the shepherd. And with that, let's uh, have a word of prayer. And uh, we'll take a couple prayer requests and then we'll be done for tonight. Lord, thank you for this beautiful, very famous, very familiar, very powerful psalm that we've studied tonight. Lord, I pray that uh, we would go home and ponder these thoughts. And Lord, I pray especially here tonight, if there's one that is in the sound of my voice that does not know the shepherd. I pray, Lord, that tonight they would make the greatest decision of their life and be born again and, and uh, come to Jesus Christ to know the shepherd. And then, Lord, for those of us who are a part of the flock, part of the fold, thank you, Lord, for uh, what this rich psalm says about us and about you. But Lord, help us to stay close to the shepherd. And if there's one here tonight that's been straying and is far away from that shepherd, oh, I pray they'd come home tonight. Uh, Lord, as, the, as you're waiting for them to come back home and looking and, and going after them, I, I, maybe this sermon has been that for them. Oh, Lord, I pray they would come home and uh, be close to you. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would help us to stay close to you as well. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. If you are here tonight and you don't know that you're a part of the fold, you don't know that uh, the shepherd is yours and that you are his, uh, I want to invite you to shake my hand afterwards tonight. And uh, let's get that settled. Uh, not from my own words, but from God's word. Uh, let's take care of that. All right, we have that uh, meeting here coming up very quickly. Um, but I do want to take a couple of prayer requests. I want to mention a couple. Um, I want to mention that uh, the, the last one here under other requests, the last one listed is um, Brother Brent Mosley. His, his grandfather passed away 
um, I think it was Sunday, and uh, they they went out to the funeral today, and uh, I just appreciate, and I know they would appreciate your prayers uh, for them as they go through this time uh, as a family, and uh, I know they would appreciate that. And uh, are there any other any other updates to the ones mentioned here already, and or any new ones that we want to mention tonight? Yes, sir, Brother Cooper. Yeah. Did that is that a new thing that just happened? Okay. 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 Pray for uh, Cooper's shoulder. Um, okay. Yeah, you've been kind of under the knife a a bunch. Yeah, um, I know uh, Miss Connie would c- appreciate our continued prayers. Uh, she continues her treatment, and then also Miss um, Nikki, as she's taking care of her sister and mom. Um, it's just uh, it's going to be a long road of recovery, so uh, be praying for them if if you would. Uh, ones that I really want to highlight tonight. Any others that we want to mention? Uh, yes, Miss Marcy. Okay. Man. Yeah. Okay. Mercy unspoken. Yes, ma'am, Miss Miss Luno. Amen. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Pray for Kelly and for Becca's family as they go through this time. Okay. Uh, Miss Mary? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who knows what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, that'd be good to get that situated. It, are is that on here? I don't see that on here. Maybe it didn't get added on for some reason. Yeah. 
I don't see it. Um, but this is your mom. Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll get that added. Brother Tom. Hopefully. Yeah, because that can be a serious deal. So we'll pray for that situation. Yes, ma'am. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. What's what's his name? Vixen? Vincent. Vincent. Perfect. Okay, well, we'll pray for that situation. Um, throat cancer and uh, his relationship with the Lord. Any others tonight? All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer on behalf of these, and then uh, afterwards we'll be dismissed. Reminder, if you're involved in the activity, if you can stay behind for a brief meeting with Brother Blake. Lord, we just come before you um, asking as our great shepherd, Lord, that you would take care of these needs, these things in our lives that uh, are beyond what we can handle, what we can control. But we're grateful that you can, and we pray, Lord, that you would have your perfect will in each of these situations. Lord, we think we know what we want and uh, what our desires are, but, Lord, we trust your sovereignty as well. Uh, but uh, you do ask us to come before you and make our requests known to you. And so, Lord, I do want to pray for our brother Cooper, Lord, as he has uh, some shoulder pain and issues there. I pray, Lord, you give him uh, help that MRI to show what really needs to happen. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, the, the problem would eventually uh, be resolved and that you would just give wisdom there. Uh, Lord, I do pray for uh, Joyce DeMig, Lord, as they go through this uh, time of loss. Um, that's, a, that's a very um, difficult thing to go through a loss of a loved one, especially when it's um, not expected. And uh, Lord, I also pray for Brent's family, as they go through this time for Brent, as he uh, deals with the loss of his grandfather and then the other family members as well. Um, I'm thankful, Lord, that they got to go out there for the funeral, and I uh, just pray, Lord, that you would grant them comfort and peace and grace during this time. Uh, Lord, I pray for uh, Sister Marcy, Lord, as she has an unspoken request. Lord, I pray you'd be with that and, um, and uh, intervene there. I do pray for uh, uh, Becca's grandfather, Kelly, as he's going through some real tough medical issues right now. Um, I just pray for uh, your will to be accomplished and that you would draw him closer to you during this time. I do pray for Mary's mom. Lord, we thank you that she's doing better, uh, but we do pray, Lord, also that we would figure out what's really happening, what's going on, and uh, that we would get some real uh, firm, good, clear answers. I do pray for uh, uh, Tom's sister, Pat, as she's dealing with pancreatitis. I pray, Lord, that uh, she would be able to get out of the hospital here very quickly and that uh, her body would uh, uh, respond well to the treatment that she's dealing with. And then I do pray for uh, Vincent, Lord, um, as he has been recently diagnosed with throat cancer. Uh, Father, I do pray that you would heal him from that. But through this, I do also pray that his relationship with you 
would be restored and that um, he would be right with you and that, Lord, during these times of trial for each of these situations, Lord, that you would cause um, people to be drawn closer to you and to the family members. I pray, Lord, for uh, restored relationships, too, as a, resort, uh, as a result of some of these. And, uh, Lord, we again thank you for who you are, for being our good and great shepherd. And uh, we do pray, Lord, you would help us to stay close to you this week. And uh, we'll thank you for all that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.